everyone. Welcome back to the Minute Women podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Linnea. And we're back for another episode of Have You Got a Minute? Have you got a minute? I do. I have many minutes to share with you, Linnea, to talk Glorious. about all of our favorite things. Because uh, <laughs> currently Nova Scotia is on a little lockdown. And yeah. so we have nothing but minutes. <laughs> I have way too many minutes to sit in my bedroom in my pillow fort recording a podcast yeah grace was just telling me that she has built a, a special little pillow fort um to to thrive in during this lockdown yeah like when i started working at Podstarter, it's like oh it's amazing how little i know about recording podcasts <laughs> and they're like if you're recording from home you should build a little pillow like fort because it mimics the the sound oh. dampening things on walls and i was like that makes sense so i've that done that so today that makes sense Maybe I'll I post that. that on Instagram. You should. I'm really excited about it. A little uh, peep into my my world. Into you can my make a reel because you've gotten so good at making reels. Oh yeah, I should make a reel. But like yeah. all, of, I want all of my reels to be like French New Wave, just like oh, black yes. and white and sad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no reason. A hundred percent. But speaking of the lockdown, so yeah. the other day, so this is another story, but my washing machine has been broken for like two months in my apartment and it sure has it's been a point of contention they have failed to fix it uh i understand that there just literally is not a washing machine for them to put in my apartment yeah but they've also been very difficult in terms of getting us a key or something to replace the service that we pay for in our rent anyways so instead my older brother he lives above a laundromat and so I've been going there to do my laundry for the most part and so I I went in there on this past weekend so it would have been just as lockdown was starting in Halifax and so I go in with my big basket of laundry because I've put off doing laundry for so long yeah and the guy who owns it is my brother's landlord. I'm there semi-regularly. Like, he knows who I am. Yeah. And so I just kind of, like, wave whatever, go around the back. Just as I have finished loading the laundry machine with all of my clothes and detergent, John, who is the owner, rips around the corner. And he's like, you need to get out now. What? I was like, uh. (laughs) I was like, and I I was so taken aback. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you saw me come in. I waved at you. <laughs> what, we had what a has thing. changed? And so in my head, I'm like, does he think this is a COVID thing? Like, am I not allowed to do laundry during COVID? I am very confused. <laughs> he's just like, I have to lock the front door because I need to use the bathroom. okay so i was like okay no one is there to watch the shop and he was like wait will you be here a few minutes and i'm like loading clothes into a laundry machine i was like yes because side note the laundry machine i chose would not accept quarters for some reason so i had to like take all my clothes out and put it in a new machine oh and i was like yes i will be here for a while because your laundry machine is broken and he was like, okay, well, I'm going to lock the front door and you can't leave. And I was like, okay, so it's gone from you need to get out now to you cannot leave this this establishment. Oh, God. So he locks the front door, goes use the washroom. Uh, I finish doing my laundry and then I leave. But it's just so bizarre. Did you sit there while you did all your laundry or did you go up and see Ben? 
I went up and saw my older brother. I went and saw Ben because it was only locked for like two minutes. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I didn't have to stay for the whole time, thankfully. That's good. But yeah, it was very strange. I got yelled at a lot that day. There was another reason I got yelled at and I'm, <laughs> I'm failing to remember it now. But maybe I'll remember by the end of the episode. Well, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> it was just funny because he's just a very strange man in general. Very okay. lovely. Very nice. Just a little odd. <laughs> Linnea, did you hear the news? What news? We have been nominated for a Canadian podcasting award. No way. And it's in the Outstanding Adult Podcast category, alongside some other amazing love and sex podcasts. Well, I mean, that makes sense. We are the sexiest history podcast Canada has ever seen or heard. I completely agree. If you are in the podcasting industry, head over to canpodawards.ca slash award to vote for Minute Women. With your help, we can officially become Canada's sexiest history podcast. Bound chicka wow wow. <laughs> so what do you want to share this week? Oh, or have you got Okay. I am so excited. So today I will be talking about something. I'm going to see if you can guess because I already gave you a clue. I told you that it's kind of a, a food. Um, I can't tell you exactly what category it falls into. It's something you consume. A food. And I don't like it. And most people love it. Most people love it. Especially And it's a Canadian thing? Yeah. Is it craft dinner? No, no. It's something I really don't like that I've watched you consume and been like, oh, I don't like that. (laughs) Utter disgust. (laughs) Uh, Craft dinner? I already said craft dinner. (laughs) Craft dinner? (laughs) I only have one It's got to be. It's got to be craft dinner maybe close i like tomato soup but i ketchup? don't like no i love ketchup man is it, it was close in the soup realm yeah okay, i don't know i'm gonna tell, tell you me. it's the great canadian cocktail the caesar oh it is yeah. close to tomato soup i love it's, caesar it's closer to tomato soup than i think ketchup is to tomato soup and that's saying a lot because they're both <laughs> tomato based semi-liquid products <laughs> semi-liquid. um <laughs> I want that on like the bottle of ketchup. Tomato semi liquid based or tomato based semi liquid products. Uh, That's how I feel about it. I love ketchup though, but I do not like Caesars. And I've come to be okay with that. Like it's a thing people love. And I've tried. Like it's not like I am still young in my drinking and like think that that would be gross like I'm 26 now I'm old enough to like thoroughly enjoy a Caesar and I just really don't however well first I want to tell a funny story because yesterday I was on Instagram and I was looking at the reels because I don't have TikTok so I now get lost in Instagram reels um because that's where I spend my time um because I refuse to get TikTok but I'll do the same thing on Instagram (laughs) I digress but there was this thing like what cocktail are you and it was like craft like what what I yeah it said cocktail but craft beer was in it and it was like craft beer I love you I really do but I don't care about your podcast and then it was like (laughs) margarita it was like Basically that like you had deep seated issues that you would never have positive adult relationships and but then it got to the Caesar and it was like you're obviously going through something so I'm not going to comment on the fact that you're drinking soup and I was like yes how dare you so 
today. If you have a minute, Grace, I would love I to minute. share with you just some, just some, a little bit of history on the Caesar. Just kind of a little discussion. We can talk about where your favorite Caesar is in Halifax because, Ooh. I mean, I've worked as a bartender and I've made plenty of Caesars. I know that it takes the the Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce, that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it was, do you know where the Caesar was invented? I think in Calgary, right? Yes. So it was invented in 1969, the year we went <laughs> to the year. moon. Um... <laughs> That's a sex number. Exactly, right? Uh, and so it was invented by a mixologist named Walter. That's all I've got on him. Just Walter. Walter. So he was at the Calgary Inn, which then became the West Inn. But in 69, it was still the Calgary Inn. And it was before mixologist was really a title. Like, you didn't really create drinks. Like, there were pretty much, sta- like, you were just drinking, like, You're just hard a bartender. Alcohol. Yeah, you're just a bartender. He was Italian, Walter. Super Italian name. And so he really liked spaghetti, and I might butcher this, spaghetti von gole, which is like a clam juice-based pasta sauce. Okay. And that was his favorite food. And so he wanted to make a drink inspired by that because the inn was opening a new restaurant. So the Calgary Inn was opening a restaurant. He wanted to make a drink inspired by that. So Walter set out to create a cocktail that would capture the pasta's hearty clam and tomato flavors. (laughs) Who decides to make a drink? Based on clam and tomato flavors is beyond me. I don't um, know, but I, I like where his head's at. But that's what Walter wanted to do, okay? So eventually he came up with the recipe that Canadians have come to love. So I don't know I don't know how drunk he was when he finally came up with this recipe. So vodka mixed with clam infused tomato juice, hot sauce, Worcestershire sauce, and a celery salt rim. Okay, so that's basically mm. That's basically what it is. Maybe some lime in there. I don't know. It's a whole appetizer. So the thought of the clam-based cocktail was a little strange. Um, And even for people like you who love it and like know it's good, just saying that, like a clam-based tomato juice cocktail, it sounds a bit weird. Oh, yeah. So people weren't sure about how it was going to be. It was going to be taken. And as we know, it was not very popular with guests from anywhere other than Canada. (laughs) so it became a very like signature canadian drink so a writer for the calgary sun was the first person to publish the recipe his name was michael platt and he put a recipe in the calgary sun and and that's when people started to make them at home and that's when it started to become popular kind of all over the country so like walter kind of perfected the recipe and this, I think this is funny because in this article it says, taking it from a clammy outlier to a red hot hit. <laughs> and like, I, that's all I want people to say about me. She was a clammy <laughs> outlier and now she's a red hot hit. Um, so I, I always thought that there must have just been Clamato juice. And no. then the cocktail was invented around no, it. No, so but it wasn't until the Caesar seven- came first. It wasn't until 75 that Mott's Beverage Company released what is arguably the world's best-known clam-infused tomato juice, Clamato. There you go. When I taste a Caesar, I don't really taste clam. No. So for me, I think if if everyone had a similar palate to me, I think that it would just be like, it's a mind over matter thing. Like, I don't think clam when I have a Caesar. Yeah. 
So it's widely known that Walter invented the Caesar, but the widespread distribution of Clamato from Mott's brought it to homes and bars across the country. In 2009, the the Caesar was the most popular cocktail in Canada, and Mott's estimates that more than 35 million Caesars are cons- no. 350 million Caesars are consumed each year. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have guessed it's the most popular cocktail in Canada. Because that is apparently, very divisive. Apparently. So that's that's the story of the Caesar and how it came to be. Does it mention where the name comes from? No, it doesn't actually, which is interesting. He didn't name it after he didn't name it after the dish that he had. Interesting. Yeah. I would have thought like I guess it's like Italian. Yeah. Like Caesar. So that's the story of the Caesar. Something I really don't like, but apparently 350 million Caesars have been made. So who am I to judge? <laughs> they were all drank by me, Grace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and Trevor Way. Shout out to our pal Trevor Way. That boy yeah. loves the Caesar. I will say that people who drink Caesars at night are psychotic. It's, yeah. it's a breakfast. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we agree on that. So do you want to hear what I hope you have a minute for? I sure do. So this is kind of a long time coming, and I think you are you already know what this is. Oh. But I only decided on actually talking about it a little while ago. Okay. So a couple of months, like six months ago probably, six or seven months ago, I was just doing research for the podcast, and yeah. I stumbled across this WordPress blog of a guy out in British Columbia, his name is Justin oh. McElroy, and he ranked all of the heritage minutes. This so, guy. He's a journalist in British Columbia. Yeah. And in 2014, he took it upon himself to rank all of the heritage minutes, and he came up with this system for how he was going to rank them. There were two factors in his scoring system. The first is if it feels like a heritage minute. If anyone is unaware, this is Grace's exceptionally judgmental voice. For oh, anyone yeah. who was wondering. No, if if you could have guessed, I'm not talking about it because I agree with him. Yeah, uh, or, anyway. or that we like him. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's ranked on two factors, one of which is like the heritage minute-esque of it. And he ranks that out of 10. So, like, does it have silly uh, costumes? Does it have really funny accents? Like, just those, like, really hokey, campy things that are in Heritage Minutes. And then the other factor is if the person, event, or thing is quintessentially Canadian. Okay. So it's basically him making errant judgments about whether or not he thinks certain events are important to Canadian history. Yeah. And let me tell you, I so he at the time when he did this, I believe there were 79 or 78. Okay. 78. And so he goes through them and ranks them all. And we don't have time to go through his whole list. So we're just going to talk about the ones that he puts in the, the bottom 10 and the ones he puts in the top 10. Yeah. Because I have issues. We have Justin McElroy, issues. I'm calling you out. Meet yep. me in the ring. <laughs> For the world championship. So his least favorite Heritage Minute is uh, Peb, Paula Mill Bourdoise, which I get. It's kind of weird. But also in the bottom 10, he has Saudi. The Bullshit. Saginaw Fire. Which, Trash. Granted, not a huge, like, 
But that is like the hokiest heritage minute. That's if that's like I mean. his, if that's like his judging critique, that's he, so he only gives it a four out of ten in terms of like heritage minute esque. No, he's like the best heritage min- moments tend to have little one scene sketches or mini epics that cram four or five distinct scenes into one minute. Ones like these with compressed ultra linear narratives end up being sort of bland. Although this one gets a bonus for the delightful lo-fi orchestra that heightens the drama. But it's so dramatic. It's shoving children in a river. And the Saudi, the Saudi um, Heritage Minute. My gosh, it's got a Gregorian choir. I know. He says that Ugh. he says that the, he doesn't like the fact that there's too much narration. He only gives it a three out of ten. The people are Polish. They can't speak English. We need a narrator. He says that the choral music felt off. But that's the whole point. That's why it's that's great. That's why it's so good. <laughs> I'm confused. What else does he have in the bottom 10? He has, oh, he has the midwife in the bottom no. 10. That is so funny. Which is totally, I think, a male perspective on it. Cause but as my a, mom a was woman, listening to the episode. Yeah, but my mom was listening to our episode we just did on the midwife. And it was so funny because I was like, because we're talking about and we're like, oh, the most annoying episode. And my mom's like, oh, my God, it is. She's like, that girl's <laughs> just like, wah, my mom, wah. And I was like, exactly. Uh, which is which is why it's great. Yeah, Which is exactly. why it's so memorable. A hundred percent. But the biggest crime in the bottom 10, he has irish orphans no no this boy knows nothing one of the most iconic most memorable heritage minutes it's really hard for me to comprehend let's read that review shall we yeah shall we so for the heritage minute-esque he gives it a 5.1 out of 10 this has certainly a nice little self-contained vignette but there wasn't a real spark or improbable leap of logic within it molly johnson sir molly johnson i want to keep my irish name (laughs) and then for the canadian factor so like how it's significant to canada mind you this is what he will write for like 50 percent of them is did you know canada allowed irish orphans to keep some of their identity okay which i understand that yeah i don't think the irish orphans heritage minute is the most significant heritage minute or significant moment in canadian history that they discuss but for me it's it just it irks me to dilute the history hence hence why we have a whole podcast about it exactly to dilute it down to did you know like just this tiny little like sarcastic comment (laughs) yeah that's that's not okay and then his major takeaway is whining is very effective she was devastated and traumatized and her parents were dead. Johnson, sir, Molly Johnson. Forgive her, please. Forgive the child. She's also in the French Catholic Church. Like, um, excuse me, that's kind of daunting. And then I'm going to skip to the top 10 because I also have issues with, I think all of the ones that are in the top 10 do deserve to be there. Okay. However... His top three, I have an issue with. Okay. Because at number 10 is Halifax Explosion. No. Which is that consistently is ranked as the higher. most remembered Heritage Minute. So he addresses the fact that the Halifax Explosion is ranked highest or like most liked or learned the most from in terms of like a survey that was done. 
yeah, about heritage people love minutes. that episode because it's a great heritage minute. Yeah, and he's like, and this sounds about right because it's like a quintessential heritage minute and it's very educational at the same time. But again, he's like, did you know that Canada had a giant explosion once? And that's why it's that. 10 instead of, Also, can we just in my talk opinion, about, at least top three. Can we just talk about how it was the largest man-made explosion in the world until the Hiroshima bomb? Yeah. Like, no, the, it's not only, like the only explosions bigger than it are man-made nuclear bombs. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, it, it's... It ugh. flattened a freaking city. And, and like, me the neighboring communities. Like, there's... I obviously, I think every kid has, like, done a slight project on the Halifax explosion. But there were, like, windows that were broken in, like, Chester, Nova Scotia. 40 yeah. minutes away, people had damage to their property from the explosion. Yeah, and so for me, it's like, oh, you're from out west. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. But his his top three, not even, like, basketball makes his top three. Idiot. His top three are Winnie the Pooh at number three, which I can okay. see. Okay. But he gives this a Canadian factor of 9.7. Winnie the Pooh is way less relevant to Canadian history than 75% of the things on this list. Than Irish Orphans, which is in the bottom. Yeah, which it's a British book written in England by an English person. The only people who know that Winnie, Poo- Winnie the Pooh is slightly Canadian are Canadians. Yeah, exactly. It's not relevant to Canadian history. No. It's like culturally significant, I guess. His number two is Sam Steele, which great heritage minute. Granted, great. Uh, it would be in my top ten. I don't know if it would be my top three, but it's I'll let you have it. It's definitely not in my top three. And then number one is Jacques Cartier, which again is a good heritage minute but i guess like i evaluate heritage minutes differently in the sense that i like when they highlight things i wouldn't otherwise know about and jacques cartier if you do any canadian history you're gonna know who jacques cartier is yeah that's stupid that's his number one what does he say so this is his justification so this one he doesn't even grade he doesn't like he doesn't explain why so nothing He's He writes about the plot. He says, first contact between Jacques Cartier and the Iroquois, kind of big deal. The Iroquois invite Cartier to their village. Cartier asks his deputy what they're saying. Oh, First Nations, we misunderstood what you were trying to tell us. Hope you like smallpox. And anyhow, a random do in Cartier's a random guy in Cartier's group tries to set the record straight. Also, you have typos in your article, Justin idiot but for the first time in our nation's history a powerful white man was skeptical and that's why we're called canada but then he doesn't rank it so i don't know what it scores oh, must be perfect tens well he he gave the canadian factor for sam Steele 9.9 out of 10 oh my god which seems like a lot that's aggressive <laughs> it's like the most canadian thing about us is that we turn americans away at the border which yep. i think is that makes my skin crawl yeah. to say that the those typifying Canadian thing about us is that we are not American. Ugh. I, I hate it. Long story short, I was going to conclude this by being like, but hey, we all can have our own opinions on the Heritage Minutes. We clearly all rank them differently. This was a guy just having some fun. 
And he did make like 186 GIFs out of Heritage Minutes, which are great because we can use them on our Instagram all the time. Thanks, Justin. So thank you for that. But then I had to say no, that that, no. that isn't the case. Because in another article that he wrote 17 months after he finished this, which I'm yeah. also probably going to use for my next week's high gam because he does highlight something that's very cool and I want to talk about it. Also, high gam is what Grace now calls, have you got a minute? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's what I call it. Uh, high gam. High gam. <laughs> high gam. Um, <laughs> because of this, he's been cited in university syllabi. He was cited on some podcast, which I tried to hit the link for, but it didn't take me to anything. So I don't know what the podcast was. And then he was asked by Historica Canada to be part of their Heritage Minute Advisory Committee. What the actual hell? So that means that this guy is a leading voice, at least as of 2015, was a leading voice in the Heritage Minute sector of Historica Canada. So that means you're a professional. That means you're an expert. And that means I am going to shred you, Justin McElroy, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Unacceptable. Because Historica Canada doesn't care what we have to say. No, they hate us. <laughs> yeah, they're not fans. That's they're not for fans sure. of us. So I just think that if it was just for fun, it's one thing. But now that he he used this, he leveraged this fun activity for advancement in the historical Clout. field of Canada, it makes me so upset. Yeah. I'm, you I'm don't smiling deserve a lot right it. now, but I'm angry. You don't deserve it, Justin. You don't deserve it. I Mackle stupid head. Maybe in a couple weeks or something, I'll respond with like how I would grade Heritage Minutes. Yes. Because I do not agree with his system whatsoever. Hell yes. Anyways, what thanks, a, thanks for letting me rant. <laughs> what a doorknob. <laughs> well, now that we're sitting here all heated and angry why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us Linnea uh, you can find us on Instagram at Minute Women Podcast and Facebook at the same name and you can find us on Twitter at The Minute Women you can also find us on our website www.minutewomenpodcast.ca uh, you can also find our fantastically awesome merch that Grace and I are both rocking today is it cool to say rocking? I don't think so. But you know what is cool? Our merch. Right now we are both wearing Minute Women sweatshirts with our faces on them because we are vapid narcissists. So you can find that at T Public, and the link is actually on our Instagram. And then you can just search Minute Women when you get there and it'll take you to all the cool merch um, that's from our podcast. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on. Make sure you download the episodes, rate and review the podcast if that's an option, and make sure to tell all of your friends. Word of mouth is the best review. And uh, burn in hell, Justin McElroy. Yeah, <laughs> burn in hell. I'm just kidding. I'm sure he deserves to walk the earth. Yeah, maybe. Bye. Bye. Bye.